Hey everyone, Mindy Poff here with the Galley team at Nova's Home Mortgage. Thank you so much for tuning in to our very first episode of Mortgage Matters with Chris Galley. As you'll hear today, um, this is the recording from a live viewing of um, the new Mortgage Matters um, that was live streamed on Facebook and Zoom as well. If you are someone who likes to see the visuals, we welcome you to visit Mortgage Dreams at Facebook and uh, watch that recording live. Thank you so much for tuning in. Excellent. Looks like we are rolling. We're live. We're live. All right. Well, this is exciting, Mindy. Yes. Getting everything all set up for us. I'm pretty excited about um, the things that are moving forward. I mean, with um, our what was coffee with Chris, and now it is going to be our um, mortgage matters with Chris. So pretty soon we'll be able to have some sound effects and we can kind of do all that crazy stuff. We want our intro song to be. How about that? That's so it. For those who didn't catch the announcement, um, we had so much positive feedback from Coffee with Chris. Um, our analytics said we had a lot of views um, and told us what topics were good. I uh, had a lot of requests for topics and such. So we decided um, to take Coffee with Chris a step further, kind of revamp it. So um, we are extend ex for those of you who like watching um, on Facebook, either watching it live or visually watching it after the fact, you will still be able to do so. But for those of you who like listening in the car or maybe listening while you are cleaning the house or doing other tasks, we're putting this in podcast format. So the podcast um, will come out after the recordings every Tuesday, every Thursday, excuse me. Um, and then the new time, of course, is one o'clock. No one drinks coffee at one o'clock, so we had to drop the coffee with Chris, right? So the usually the afternoon cup of coffee doesn't come to like three o'clock. So you know, so welcome, lunch. That's right. So welcome to Mortgage Matters with uh, with Chris. So Chris, thanks so much for being here. Um, for those of you who might be new. Uh, Chris Galley has been, him and his wife, Julie, have been in the mortgage industry for a combined 49 years. And you yourself this summer uh, hit the 25-year mark. Um, so a lot That's of right. experience with that um, and a lot of knowledge and historical knowledge um, that you bring to the table for us. So for this first one that we're kicking off, we wanted to talk a little bit about what we're seeing Um forecasted for 2023. So for all of our realtor friends, um, maybe CPAs, all them, we all know that 2022 was um, a little bit of a dumpster fire in a lot of ways. <laughs> I think we can all agree with that. Um, but what's 2023 hold for us? So we've got some uh, few fun data points that just got released literally yesterday. Um, from the feds, um, as well as some insights going forward. So Correct. I mean, thank you, Mindy. So, I mean, as we know, we've been trying to combat this, you know, this inflation over the last year. So a few things, um, as most of you know, you probably were watching and you've, and those of you who've watched me, I, I will remind you again that the fed fund rate doesn't necessarily affect our mortgage rates. 
However, there was an increase again yesterday, another half a percent. So it went from, I believe we were at, da, 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 where's my notes, 4.6, and it went up to the 5.1 mark, which is the highest it's been in a long time. Um, and combating that, what we're seeing is we're seeing a turn um, as far as everything looks. So the we're maybe, I don't want to be the one quoted here because I'm even the experts don't know sometimes, but we're at the peak, I think, or the highest point of where we've been as far as this going into a recession season is concerned. And um, actually last week on the MBA released that their mortgage application data for last week was showing purchases rose up 4%, which many of us know that are either A, looking to buy a house or the real estate agents that are on here. It's been a crazy year as far as sales are concerned. I mean, we've seen a huge dip. Some mortgage companies are down as much as 50 to 60%, losing 30% of their refi market over the last few years. And then a dip in um, sales, as I think it was 37%. Mindy, was it 37%? And I think I have this. I think it was, yeah, 30%, 37% last year, year. The year to date was down 37% which is a massive number, especially for, you know, watching all these layoffs in our industry. So what does that mean? Where do we go from there? What does it look like next year? In my shoes, I'm, I've been through a few of these now over the last, I started in 97. So I've seen these trends happen and I know they always come out of it, but what happened is you've seen a lot of people come into our industry over the last few years and they don't know anything different other than business falling out of the sky. So as those people get out, it opens up some of those um, relationships again that might have been, you know, kind of handcuffed by family members or friends that were in this industry, which I think it's a good thing because you now are dealing with some of the people that have been in the business a long time, know how to weather the storm, understand the market, maybe have a little bit more experience. So these seasons aren't necessarily bad. We just got to tighten our belt and, you know, and dig our heels in, right, Mindy? And I just kind of try to do as much as we can to keep you guys updated on what's going on. But having an increase over the last week of that percentage um, at 4% is a big deal. And we're excited because we're also seeing a shift in the interest rates as well. For those of you that, you know, might have bought a few months ago, you know, those rates were in the sevens. I mean, I've seen it. I see I think I saw it hit as high as like seven and a half for a, for a window there. And now we're seeing them in the mid sixes again, which that's a percent lower. So one thing that we're, we're talking about over even coming into the next few months are those people who might've bought um, four, five, six months ago, coming into that first quarter, there might be some refi opportunities again for them if to lower that interest rate a percent putting putting in a hundred couple hundred bucks two three hundred bucks back in your pocket a month it might be something that's worth looking at so those are the kind of things and then the new people coming into the market what does that look like for them so what they may have looked at two months ago for interest rates you know maybe they put it on pause and they're saying i'm going to wait till these rates go down a little bit to kind of help my payment um now might be a good time to start peaking again you know, that's kind of what, what we're seeing, what I'm seeing as far as that's concerned. I think, Mindy, you shared with me something that was, I thought was interesting. So I'm going to open it up, but it was on realtor.com. And I'm looking here. Let me see if I can kind of come over here with you guys. But um, those, some of the forecasts. 
uh, on the podcast. We'll explain. Obviously, you can't see when you're listening. You can't see it, but we can explain it. It's like some of the U.S. cities um, where the home prices are on the rise or on the fall. Now, the crazy thing I thought about this, Mindy, when I saw this, it's it's amazing because my main two markets, right, are here in Florida and in New England. We write loans in every state, but my main markets, because I'm from the Northeast, um, and this article literally had my two main markets um, on there. If you if we were looking at them, you can't see it, but the top 10 2023 U.S. real estate markets are going to be one. Um they're mainly concentrated mid-sized markets. And one of them's Hartford, Connecticut, which I mean, I live probably 40 minutes from there in Northeast Connecticut for a little bit. And then El Paso, Texas, Louisville, Kentucky, Worcester, Massachusetts. That's where my office was for many years. So I was like, Worcester, I never see Worcester in the news, but this is um, this is where the high demand is. So for those of my buyers and agents that are working in that area, hey, this is exciting news, right? This looks like there's going to be there's going to be a, a little bit of a high demand in these areas. And we know what happens when we see some demand. We get more buyers out there. Maybe people start listing their houses again. So that's a pretty good thing. And then for my people in Florida, there looks like there might be a little bit, you know, there could be a little bit of um, the sales are down. So, I mean, sales were down 15%, but prices are up 4%. So that's, I mean, even though we might see the sales going now, we're still seeing the appreciation of homes. And I think that's a big deal. If they're up 3.9% in a year, if you have that $500,000 house, that's a $20,000 increase. And now as we see in the rates dip a little bit, they might go down, the sales might go down. But if you buy today, even with the interest rates a little bit higher, chances are, you know, in the next few years, they'll go down a little bit, um, enabling you to refinance, getting that payment where you need it to be. There's also those these programs that I think that we talked about on one of our last one is a two-one buy down, which I would love to spend any time with any of you out there watching this to kind of really explain it because the banks are out there trying to find solutions to help people buy homes, which, you know, the two-one buy down is another fantastic uh, program that allows the seller to buy that interest rate down for those first two years for the buyer. And in that, they can save, you know, anywhere I looked at price went out around uh, 400000 the other day, and they were saving over $10,000 in the first two years based on the market rate of six and a half. So, so that's you, a big deal. You had mentioned that um, uh, in the past month or so, uh, home prices, even though activity went down drastically, the value of homes still continued up about 4%. Right. So we yeah. recently saw some projections, some 2023 projections that they're saying in the Sarasota, Bradenton, actually I would say Southwest Florida area, mostly from just South of Tampa going down to Naples, was projected to be about 4.3% increase over 2023. What is a normal like in your experience, what's a normal increase in value compared to That's normal. I mean, that's we're back to a normal market. So a lot of people are saying they're seeing these prices drop and they're losing equity in their house. I believe that's true in some markets, especially here in Florida, but they're not really losing equity. They paid over a hundred thousand over asking price, right? They chose to pay way over what the house was worth. 
So they're not necessarily losing equity. They decided to pay more than the house was worth. So does that, I hope that makes sense to people out there. So when they start to see this, for those of you who bought the houses at a higher, you know, much higher price than what they were worth, yes, you, you probably don't have equity, especially if it's only increasing at 4%. Because um, there's a lot of people that are putting 50000 you know, $100,000 down. Now that's 10, 12% increase on what it was valued at at the time. Um, so you have to take that into consideration. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, these prices are going to crash. Well, the people that paid all that money are necessarily not the people that are putting their houses up for sale today. Does that, does that make sense, Mindy? You know, so, um, a lot of these other people have a lot of equity in their homes that bought them maybe two, three, four, five, or owned them for the last 10 years. They're still holding a lot of equity and they're going to continue to rise. We're still at a level where the income, household income is still enough to sustain and maintain these mortgage payments. So people are still qualifying for the loan, even though they're not comfortable with the payments necessarily. So um, there was another um, piece of data set that came out actually this week. So mind you, this this housing data is always a month behind. So when it comes out in December, mm -hmm. it's reporting, capturing what happened in November. Um, but what it was looking at is, um, in areas, it broke it down, you know, like uh, the South, New England area, um, uh, what they call the Southwest, um, the West, Northwest, Midwest, all these good areas. And they looked at um, activity, meaning home buyer activity. And then it looked at what they call pricing pressure. So pressure meaning is the pressure moving the pricing up or is it moving it down? And then they asked, they surveyed professionals in that field. So usually it's a lot of realtors, what they're actually seeing. Mm -hmm. um, and just to give a couple examples, the pricing pressure down, meaning a majority of people reported that prices are um, being pushed down are uh, happened in the Southwest, so where Florida is, and then also um, what they're calling, uh, or I'm sorry, the Southeast where Florida is, and then also the Southwest, the big area one there of course is Texas. Well, Florida and Texas are the two states that had the most overbidding on houses than any other state. So when they released that data for like New England and the Midwest area, yeah, they had, you know, they definitely had higher demand than usual, but there were a lot of people exiting those states, not a lot of people moving in. So the pricing pressure was not, it wasn't as drastic of a change in those areas for November than it was in the areas where we had a lot of overbidding. So that just supports exactly what you were saying there, Chris, yeah. that it's not the values of homes going down, it's that overbidding. Correct. And I think another good topic to just kind of touch on is, uh, I think it was a week ago. I don't think, I know it was a week ago. I always say, I think, I know that Fannie increased at their loan limits for 2023 and also so did uh, HUD and uh, uh, FHA. So I should kind of, I'm going to run through those numbers real quick for you guys so you at least know what they are. So a lot of times, specifically in here in our Florida market, what I find is, you know, here specifically in Lakewood Ranch, you could find these houses were going, you know, for 800 and then when you are putting down the 5% minimum, you still weren't meeting the requirements for the, the, the loan amount. So now being that they increased a substantial amount, you may be in the market for that house price that you wanted to afford without kind of going into a jumbo rate 
um, or a program where you had to put a little bit more down. And now you can go back to the conventional rate, put the 5% down, depending on the type of house that you want to buy. So the conventional loan limits rose on a single family house to 726200 I always got to look at my cheat sheet because it's never... 725,000. It's always some odd number. I don't know how they come up. I should look up how they come up with the algorithms. I'm sure there's someone smarter even watching this that might know exactly why it comes up to that. But single family, 726, 200. A two family, now great opportunity in some of these markets. Um, Kayla, who works with us when she was 22, she had one out and bought, you know, had a good job, you know, young, and she wanted to find a way to um, not have a big rent payment or a mortgage payment. So she went out and bought a two family and uh, she shares a story with all our, you know, with all of our clients and agents that she works with and um, her tenants almost paid the whole amount of the mortgage. So she paid very little. I don't want to quote the number, but it was probably under $500 a month was her portion of that payment. She had a place to live. She owned it. And from 22 to 29, seven years later, she ended up selling that home, you know, putting, I'll say just around a quarter million bucks or so in her pocket. I mean, which is unbelievable. Imagine being 20 in your upper twenties, lower thirties and making a move to where you have a big substantial amount of money that you could put into your bank account or into some investment vehicles or put it into a different property. Um, so these are the things that we want to really encourage people. So if the, the loan limit's at 929850 you can buy a two-family. Three-family, it's going to be $1,123,900. In a lot of cases... This is the first time in history that the con- a conforming loan limit is over a million dollars. Big deal. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, that that's just... Yeah. And it's an opportunity. So when you're in these, um, you know, in these higher, high, even a higher cost place, those numbers even go up even higher. But, you know, you look at your rent rolls, make sure that it will support it. And, and you don't have to spend, you know, 929000 on a two family. Might you buy it for four fifty, and you're getting 2500 for one of your units. That's covering a huge portion of your of your mortgage. So that's a that's a good thing. And for family, for those of you that want to be investors that want the multi, the the bigger multifamilies, that's one million three hundred and ninety six thousand eight hundred. And then let me just share with you HUD. Uh, HUD, you know, FHA, the government side went up. I think it was at four twenty last year, four twenty and three ninety or something like that. And it just went up to four seventy two thirty. Why is this a big deal? Because there was people that might not have had the right credit scores. Um, and they want, they were looking to buy a house for saving 450 and, you know, some of these markets 450, you're just buying a middle of the road house and you couldn't go FHA. And if you went conventional, that rate was really bumped up because you got those, um, interest hits for your lower FICO score. Well, now you can go to 472, uh, 30 on this FHA loan and, and, and be able to, even if your credit isn't at the 740, but you have fair credit and you know, you're 620 or better, you can take advantage of a much lower rate and afford the house that you want to live in. So that's nice. And then the two multifamily on FHA is 604, 400, three family, 730, 525. 
And then the four is 907,900, almost a million for an FHA loan. So if you found a four unit that was, you know, higher, I, I would think that a property like that would be maybe in a city that doesn't have a, that doesn't have a high cost loan option where you're getting $2,500 per unit or $1,500 per unit. So you figure you got a $900,000 loan, but you're renting out three of them for 2000 or $2,500 you know, that's six, $7,000 coming in. That's almost covering, if not covering your whole mortgage. And you're almost, you're there to, you know, do the maintenance or whatnot. So and these are numbers I think things are looking good. What's that? I said, these are numbers for 2023. So these are 2023. They come out and some things are already, at, already honoring the conventional side of these loans, but um, we're only a few weeks away. Only a few weeks away. And right. Uh, the one last thing to mention, so we got a lot of the insights that we shared today. Um, this was really just a small snippet because um, our company had an all staff meeting this week, um, just yesterday, actually, and they shared all the projections for 2023 and a lot of really good insights um, counter to what you hear in the mainstream media. I, I think that we can say that for certain. Um, we're not going to share everything uh, that we heard because we want you to sign up and join us um, for the next one, which is going to be open to everyone. So our company gave us the insights first, and then now we're going to share it with you guys. And so that is uh, December 20th. So it's the Tuesday before Christmas. Next Tuesday. Um, and then it's at, I think, noon. Let me look here. Uh, for uh, Eastern time. It's noon Eastern time, but let me double check that because I'm almost certain it is. So we want to get as many realtors, any home buyers, you want to get more insight, a little bit looking under the hood, a little deeper of what's going on with the economy. Our CEO, Eric Egenhofer, is in it to win it. He is paying attention. He's got his hand on the ball and he's really is an expert in all these things. So he would be a great resource. We do these calls once to twice a month. And um, it's a great time for you to the 30 minutes and uh, you're having a sandwich, your coffee, listen to it. You get a lot out of it. I can promise you, especially if you're in our industry, you really shouldn't miss it. Virtual. I'm going to post as soon as we get off here, Chris, I'm going to post this on our Facebook page and you can go directly to that link and sign up. And then um, it'll send you out uh, the link to join the actual meeting come Tuesday. So. Excellent. Well, Thank you guys all for tuning in, all those that are watching live. And please, I'm going to be pounding you guys to sign up and just put my podcast in your, you know, in your other uh, files of podcasts. That's the way that we'll get more recognition and get out there. I know, you know, you need something from me. I'm there for you guys. And I, I you guys have blessed me and always um, support me in everything that I need, but this is one I could really use your help as we really want to take this to the next level, just so we can add more value for you guys. We're not here to ask for anything, but just to pour in the information that we get to you in the field. Those of you look either looking to buy or in the field, we just want to be a great resource for you. So I'm never going to spend time on here that will do something. It will only add value to your life. You know, really, so. we're combating the narrative here. I mean, the Correct. The, you know, the mainstream media is very, very negative um, because that's what drives views. And as they're being negative, our clients, your clients are listening to that. And it's getting, it's giving people cold feet for being, buying a house 
for absolutely no reason. So um, yeah, liking, subscribing, listening to that podcast, to this podcast um, helps push the message out there and helps combat that that negative narrative that's kind of floating out there. That's it. Mortgage matters. Mortgage matters with Chris Galley. It's very easy. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you for the time. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks, Mindy.